Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers Podcast. I'm Yola Gazzo, and today we have another special guest on the show. My one and only eldest brother, Kuya, <laughs> John Mablagazzo. Uh, hey, welcome to the show. Hey, it's, it's great to be on the show today. Really appreciate the invite. Yeah, man, no, no problem. Um, McKay's not here. Joseph's taking care of a new baby. So... Um, so it's just us today. Uh, what? What? So t- tell us a little bit about yourself be- be- before we start here. Well, I'm uh, currently in Japan, you know, so we got Lakers fans out here in the droves, in the droves. I'll tell you what, um, it's great to see uh, all these Lakers fans out here in Japan, especially on, on a ship. So I'm part of the U.S. Navy, uh, been so for about five years. And I'll tell you what, whenever a Lakers game comes uh, comes on, on the ship, everyone's watching. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Lakers all the way. Laker nation in the world. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, man, uh, you know, we, we just watched the, the first uh, uh, games of, uh, of the season, or of this restarted season in Orlando. How does it feel, dude, to have basketball back again? Lakers basketball is back. It is back and everyone's excited. Uh, Honestly, it was great to see the players out there uh, in the bubble. And, you know, the King, uh, the the Brow, and and the Wonder Kid, Luca. Uh, I like seeing that dynamic and that rivalry. It's it's great for the game. No, yeah, man. I mean, it feels kind of weird coming back from the off. Like if it came, it feels like it's come, like we're coming back from the off season, like you know, um, but we're not. And and this is where we're restarting a season where we left off. We're picking right back up, um, uh, more or less, right? I mean, we were missing a few games here and there, and some of the teams could have uh, benefited from that. Uh, and and we're we're kind of losing that momentum that we had, uh, you know. We beat the Bucks and we beat the Clippers, and then of course we had that loss to the the Brooklyn Nets. But uh, I mean that momentum was alive, and I I don't know where we are now. Um, but uh, uh, I know there's there's uh, real life hardships currently going on right now in the world. But dude, I I am so glad to have the NBA and Lakers basketball back, and. Uh, we're rolling, dude. We're rolling. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely great to see the game back. 
And I agree with you. There's a lot of things going on in the world right now, but NBA is one of those uh, constants that we have. And it's, it's a great to have the players and to have their voice back and right. that game. Right, right, right. Uh, happy to have basketball back, especially the late, the late show. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be a good, good show today. You know, after the break, um, after the, you know, the, the break that's coming up, we'll, we'll give you some of our thoughts and reaction to uh, the scrimmage that was played against the Mavs, uh, the first Laker game since the COVID break. Um, then uh, on our last segment, we'll take a closer look at the end, you know, at the, the NBA awards and discuss who we think should win, win each award without getting too biased on our Lakers players here. But, and then finally, we'll, we'll briefly talk about the upcoming, game, upcoming games and get you guys ready for them. But for now, let's take a quick break. Uh, so we'll get back to you soon. See ya. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. And I'm here with Kuya John Webb my brother, my oldest brother. And on this segment of the show, we're going to talk about um, the scrimmage that we played against uh, Luca, the wonder kid and the Mavs. Um, but before, Ooh, a good one. yeah, man, he's good. But before we do go into it though, before we get into analyzing this game, I just have to say that this was just a scrimmage. All right. I don't want to see any overreactions, especially from diehard Lakers <laughs> haters. <laughs> this, this was a scrimmage. Teams are rusty. Teams are trying to things out. You know, they're giving their whole roster the opportunity to play. Um, you know, they, they rested LeBron, AD and green in the second half. And then 14 uh, total players, Laker players, uh, you know, got to see the floor. Um, so, I mean, even, even the, the, the rookies got to, to see the floor and, and the G League guys, Costas and, and, and uh, Devontae Kaycock. So, but anyway, uh, this, you know, aside from that, you know, I, notwithstanding that, what did you think about the, our first scrimmage game here? Oh, you know what? I, I like that you differentiate a scrimmage versus an actual game. But you know what? It's a fair game, right? Everyone's been rusty. It's everyone's in the bubble right now. So it's definitely a good time to gauge what we have. Um, That's right. With, with that, though, LeBron and AD have not missed a beat. No. They, no. they, they are still the dynamic duo. No, right, right, yeah. right. From, I think from a conditioning standpoint, you know, you have to be pleased with LeBron. I mean, come on, dude. This guy is, uh, you know, uh, he's 35 years old. And How old is he? 35, dude. And he's <laughs> still doing this, that dunk that he had. Um, and you have to be pleased with what the Lakers did, at least for the first half when LeBron, AD, and Danny Green were on the, the court. Oh, um, definitely. There's a, there's something that can be said about, you know, taking so many days off, so many games off and coming back and performing at that level. I mean, if you compare the first half and the second half of that game, 
it's they're completely different games in my opinion right the first half you got lebron and ad firing on all cylinders and uh there's a little there's a little uh rust right you got to shake off right, that rust right, right. but but they're they're fantastic it's like you were saying right uh you lose a little bit but you gain so much more in in what they're doing right no i mean uh, um you're right you're right i i'm just i'm just happy um you know they they've they've sort of sounds like it looks like they've they've uh, kept that momentum you know at least lebron ad kept that momentum from before the break and you know they still have it we're 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 gonna cruise here dude and um but i, I you know i had prefaced this whole discussion here that this is just a scrimmage game but i think that they're you're right that there's uh, uh, still some value uh to these games um and uh there was an article written by a uh, uh, really uh, uh well-known lakers um pundit um Vinay Kilawala hoping I, I'm saying his last name right but uh you know he, he says these are the three things that we should look out and look for and, and and watch for and during these scrimmages um how will uh Dion Waiters integ- integrate himself with the team and he didn't he didn't and he didn't uh, mention this but what about JR as well uh, how does Kuzma do you know he's he's a key part of this and then Will KCP step up defensively as a replacement for starter for the starter uh, Avery Bradley, you know, who, who uh, declined to go to the Orlando bubble. So uh, with those three, you know, how, uh, you know, how did let's go with the first one? You know, what do you think about Dion's performance? Dion Waiters, Waiters Island. Dion Waiters, right? Uh, there's there's not much you can say when when we grab Dion Waiters. What did we grab him for, right? We needed a primary ball handler. Right, right. Check, check. We saw that. We needed some scoring from him. Check, right. We needed a beefy defender. Right, And Dion Waiters is as beefy as they get out there. And you combine that with his, his, you know, the physical presence, the ball handling, uh, his ability to shoot the ball. Mm. I, I think mm. we got all that today, right? We got all that from that game, and we saw flashes of it. And I think he's going to be really fun to watch. He's going to be a great addition to this team, and he's going to give us that other element that we need behind, you know, Rajon Rondo, uh, LeBron James in terms of ball handling. Mm-hmm. The passing is amazing too. Right, right. I mean, I mean – to be fair, I mean, he, he did lose some uh, – uh, he got lost out there on the, some of the defensive rotations. But, um, you know, this is – that was his first time in the team, and I'm sure that he's still trying to um, get uh, accustomed to, to the Vogels' uh, defensive uh, system here and, and, and how the right. Lakers play. But, man, offensively, man, I am so happy that he 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 was signed – um, when he, you know, I mean, he made that buzzer beater three at the end of the first, first quarter. That oh was yeah. Amazing. That was awesome. Um, and then, you know, he did this a couple of times where Dion, he drove to the basket, you know, and then while mid air, you know, he's mid air, everyone thinks he's going to shoot, passes it right behind him to, right. to Dwight for the slam. Uh, you know, that's what we need. We need a point guard there who could dribble it in 
and then make the necessary pass to Dwight and JaVale. Um, yeah. and, or JaVale. Um, and we just ha- you know, he just needs to, to let Dwight and JaVale know, just sag, just sag just a little bit behind me, you know, as I drive this to the basket uh, and uh, you'll get a dunk. Oh, you'll yeah. Get a free dunk. <laughs> and who and who does that remind you of, right? From the from the first team is is LeBron James. He's always doing that. Yep, yep. And uh, that's that's precisely what we need some consistency on the second second team, the bench players there. Right, right. Um, all right. So Kuzma, how how did you think Kuzma did? Okay, that's a that's a hot topic. You that's know, a very hot you know, topic. <laughs> you know, I'm a big Kyle Kuzma fan. You know, Kuzmania, uh, baby. Kuzmania. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, right, we were, we're kind of learning a little bit that his play style and maybe LeBron James's play style may not be the best match. But Kyle Kuzma has the potential to adapt to any play style, in my opinion. Um, what do I think of his performance in that game? Eh, it was okay. Right. It was it was okay. It wasn't it there wasn't anything that blew me out of the water. There wasn't anything defensively, offensively that I really liked. But that's Kyle Kuzma. Right. Know? He's gonna turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. And you're gonna see that throughout the playoffs as well. Right. No, and, and I think that uh I I think I'd mentioned this on the last podcast that uh um I think it was Frank Vogel who had said it that you know, it's really hard for for someone like Kuzma, who could be in another team and be playing as a starter. You know, like just like his other counterparts, to be behind two superstars and, and, and try and fit a role that uh, you know a, a year before um, he wasn't in. He was he was a he was a primary scorer in the Absolutely. team. Um, and now he's, he has to come in like a, like a six man and, and, and try to get some sort of rhythm, uh, out of that. But, you know, looking at the game, you're right. Um, it was all right. It was an all right performance from Kuz. He made some mistakes defensively, but he also made some good defensive plays, including right. some steals uh, or a steal. Uh, Kuzma's, uh, spot up shooting form is looking a lot better and it looks mm-hmm. like, um, Maybe some of those injuries that he had had uh, um, messed with his his uh, uh, you know uh, just how he shoots his his waist and his his how he he shot up and um, his knees uh, he's not leaning or fading nearly as much. Maybe some of that those injuries you know in the off season last year and then uh, earlier in the season had affected that. I don't know, but. It looked a lot smoother, um, and uh, it, um, I, I I think that you know I think yeah you're right that he's um, I think he's going to be a key part in the in the playoffs. I Absolutely. hope he, he steps up a little bit more. But uh, um, what can you ask for from from him um, uh, given yeah, li- the situation that he has? Listen, I'm I'm not going to make excuses for Kyle, right? This man is a consummate pro. He shows up every day. He practices really hard. I mean, Frank Bogle was saying he was unstoppable, you know, during the practice. Right, right, right. And, and I absolutely believe that. Uh, 
Kyle is going to find his rhythm. No, he will. And, and he will be an X factor in this playoffs run. No, no, he shows up, man. He shows up when AD and LeBron were sitting out uh, earlier this season. He showed up and made some, 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 uh, some good plays and uh, um, performed really well. So I'm hoping for, for some of that in the playoffs here and uh, without AD and LeBron sitting out, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, all but right. You, you know what, though? Uh, J.R. Smith, uh, I also – Thought his performance was okay, but right. that's definitely that's definitely why we got someone like him, right? Because right. if some of these options don't pan out, we have a JR in the bench that could right. maybe perform for us. Right. I I see him as a third unit guy. I don't know how much like when we get into the playoffs. I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know if he'll break the rotation here because I you know when you get into the playoffs you tend to lose or use less guys and, and stick with a rotation that works. Um, and um, I don't know. We'll see how Kuzma performs. Maybe that'll present some opportunities for JR here. Uh, KCP, how do you think he did uh, defensively? You know, KCP is always one of those people that also struggles uh, with consistency. And I think he's cured a lot of those throughout the season. Right. Uh, right. Spot. Um, what I think he, he does really well is he, he tires mm-hmm. those, those players out. Uh, you know, when he's on the offense, he's always running around. When he's on the defense, he's all over them. Right. right? So he's, he's constantly uh, making his matchup work, which is going to suck in a seven-game series. <laughs> right, so right, right. so those, are, those are the things that, that I look at with, uh, with role players like that. How much can I make the person guarding me run? Right. 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 So that's that's definitely that he's doing everything he can. No, no, I I uh, I'm one of those people that believe in KCP, and I think uh, you know this game, um, this scrimmage game, uh, we didn't really see KCP doing anything offensively. He he just he had one attempt. Um, right. I think that was the purpose, you know, that was on purpose. And I, I think the coaching staff and himself made it a goal um, that uh, he should probably, you know, he, he focuses energy on the defensive end uh, in this initial scrimmage. I'm sure, you know, they'll get him some more open looks, run those horn sets that have been so good, uh, or, you know, this, this season. Um, so we'll, we'll see, you know, what, what uh, during these next few games, uh, how he does offensively. We didn't really see any of that in this scrimmage. Um, let's see how he, if he continues to pick up the momentum that he had um, prior to the season um, halting here. But uh, I was pleased with, uh, with KCP just, I guess, in defensively. He, did, he, had, he had a good game. Um, as you know, Caruso didn't play. He had a minor back contusion. Uh, and Markeith Morris uh, had just been cleared from quarantine, yes. so he couldn't. Uh, he didn't suit up that night. But uh, I think, uh, right? I don't know if you have any other comments here about the game. I think that's. Uh, I think that was a good game. But uh, what do you think? I mean, we we lost the game, right? Yeah, we lost the game, right? right but right. that but that's fine with me. A lot of people give us hard knocks for losing a game like that, but Lakers haters. Yeah, but but I but I love uh, I love seeing the different lineups. I love seeing mm-hmm. all those guys uh, getting playing time and getting the ability to to run some of the sets 
that uh, Vogel uses offensively and defensively, and it's it's a great start. Right, right. Or continuation, I should say. Right. Well, um, I think we're going to go ahead and take our, our last break here. and um, So we'll be right back to discuss the NBA awards and then also take a brief look at the upcoming scrimmages. So we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm here with John Webb. Uh, this, this segment, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the NBA awards and then get you guys ready for the upcoming games. But, uh, you know, we're going to hand these out here. Let's, let's talk about it. The MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Sixth Man, uh, most improved player. Let's let's talk about it. Let's let's uh, um, uh, let's talk about the the MVP. Uh, but, be, but before we do that, though, I, I forgot to mention that uh, um, the NBA awards voting is actually happening right now. Oh yes, um, Tuesday, it started on Tuesday the twenty first, and it continues on until the twenty eighth. And it appears that the the these awards are going to be announced during the playoffs. Uh, we'll see what kind of dynamic, what kind of influence <laughs> that will have. But uh, awards, uh, it sounds like also that the award voting will be based on games played from the start of the regular season through March mm-hmm. 11th, just before everything shut down. Uh, so it's not going to include these seeding games that are come upcoming after the scrimmages. Um, so with that said, let's talk about the MVP. What do you think? Oh man, the M- the MVP, right? So I mean, at the beginning of the season, season, right? We had pretty much six players competing for it. Uh, you know, you have the King, LeBron James, the Greek Freak. Uh, you got the Brow, the Claw, Wonder Boy, Luca, and and maybe the Beard, right? Maybe those six. Yeah. <laughs> ish, ish, right? Beard, right? Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. It's it's great to have two candidates right on the Lakers right the Brown the King, uh, right. But right. The, the real question right is is it, who is more valuable to their team? Right, that's the question. Yeah, who is more valuable, and and how do you how do you measure that? And and two guys really stand out right. You you have the King and the Greek Freak. Right. I think those are the only two that I would right. consider. These are the only two now that would be possible. Definitely. And, and, and obviously, I'm going to say LeBron James. Obviously. <laughs> obviously, I'm going obviously, obviously, I'm I'm to say offended. LeBron. <laughs> I'm going I'm I'm to say LeBron James. But you could also say, you know, you could go with the Greek freak. You could. Too. You could if you're trying to lure him to the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so in my mind, you you have the king. Um, I. What what are some things you think that uh, might sh- might prove contrary to that? I mean, there's there's really not a lot. Right. I mean, look, Gianna, Giannis's numbers are better than LeBron's this year. Yes. Right. 
but he's also younger and he's also the only player like aside from from uh, um chris middleton you know being the all an all-star this year the greek freak that's that's he's he's like the star player there in the lakers there's two star players but lebron james is still putting up mvp numbers um right you know let's let's this is what magic johnson said let's 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 quote magic johnson the great magic johnson lebron james he says is definitely the mvp this season he is almost averaging a triple double triple double with 25 points 10 assists and basically eight rebounds per game his defense has been amazing and there's no better leader in sports right i mean if if it was up if it was up to me right i w- i would play like a seven game series with the bucks and the lakers and whoever wins wins the mvp and the championship that's <laughs> uh, that's that's, hey, that's, that's really what it needs to be let's just I mean, go let's go just just fast forward to the finals right so <laughs> but but if you look at lebron james right culture wise work ethic wise as a teammate mm-hmm. you know that's 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 what lebron james brings to an organization Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays unselfishly. Look at how many assists he does. He gets game. And do you really think if AD came to any other team, would they have been as dynamic, right, as LeBron and AD? Nah, probably look, not. I don't look, know. Look, look, look how quickly those two meshed. Right, right. They're perfect he, he, fit. Yeah, he shares that spotlight. And who, who could have guessed that LeBron James would be as dominant and impactful in the Western Conference in the 17th year. Remember when he was in the East, everyone was saying, LeBron James can't be this dominant if we put him in the West. Lo and behold, Lakers number one. Fake news, dude. <laughs> yeah, top, of, top of the West. Right. And LeBron James again in the MVP race. No, man. I think that, look, at the beginning of the season, I think LeBron's goal this year was to prove that he wasn't washed. That sort of narrative kind of lingered last year and, and then into the offseason about being, you know, him being washed. I think it really got him. Uh, and getting this MVP award, at least, in, I think, in, in the back of his mind, obviously focusing on, on winning the title first, but this, right. was, this was something that, uh, if he won, it would solidify that, nah, I'm not washed, dude. I'm still the best in the world. And you know what? He's been great this year. Like, he's been amazing. Uh, no way the Lakers are sitting atop of the West without him. Um, and that's that's MVP, dude. That's MVP status. Uh, um, and I don't know, though. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, this this is just, you and me, two Lakers fans. There's no, there's there's no representative from the Bucks side here to to, to, <laughs> to argue contrary to us. Um, but so I mean, was it enough to win over Giannis and the, the real, the only really competition, only real competition for the MVP this year? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but right. I believe so. I believe so. But there's a lot of arguments that would say otherwise. But look. Right. Uh, especially because look, especially because Giannis is putting up better numbers than LeBron this year. But 
look, Kobe was doing the same thing back in 05, 06, and 06 to 07. Uh, you, you know, he had better numbers than Nash and Dirk, who won it those years. Why did, you know, let's, let's, who, 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 who votes for the MVP, right? Media panel, a panel of sport, sports writers and broadcasters. Right. It's, it's definitely a popular vote. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, I, look, look, going back to this Kobe thing, like why was Kobe not chosen? Um, and all I know is that there's only been four players in the Lakers history who have won MVP awards. Four with 16 rings. That's kind of bizarre. Maybe most of these sports writers and broadcasters are Lakers haters. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think we might be reaching there. But... We might be, but 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 look, there's a little bit of a point here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you. It's all about entertainment and uh, being impressive on the court and leading your team. And honestly, I believe it. In at the end of it all, LeBron really doesn't care about the MVP as much as he cares about bringing that title back. Right, right, right. No, I agree. And, that, and that's, that's what's important to him, right, is winning a title for this city, mm-hmm. for Kobe, right? Right, right. He said it himself. Well, we had a long discussion on the MVP there, but let's move on to the, the defensive <laughs> player of the year. Um, but I think we're all agreed the king for MVP. Definitely. Now let's move on to the defense player of the year. What do you think? Ooh, I mean, again, two names stand out and it's kind of rare, right? That uh, one of these names is also in standing for the MVP. Right. 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 Giannis, right. The Greek freak. Um, uh, One block per game, one steal per game, 13.7 rebounds. Uh, top 10 in uh, ESPN's uh, DPRM stat there. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely a presence uh, out there uh, on the defensive end. But also, you have another Laker. Yeah. No, Anthony Davis. Uh, two and a half blocks a game, one and a half steals, almost 10 rebounds a game. Uh, he might have enough to edge Giannis out of this uh, defense player of the year. So those are the two in my mind right now. Right, right. No, I think so too. I think that it's either, well, Giannis or, or um, AD. I mean, there, there could, there's a case to be made but for uh, um, Gobert from the Jazz. But uh, yes, definitely. I, think, I think that whenever uh, AD, whenever the, the Lakers and the Jazz have played against each other, AD has always had an upper hand against uh, Gobert. So I think yep. that, um, you know, I'm always, I'm a Lakers guy, so I'm going to root for the, for Anthony Lakers to have this. I mean, he should be considered for defensive player of the year. He had, he's, he's one of the best defenders in the NBA. It's, it's that simple. And he's completely changed the Lakers with this, his defense and his, his defensive mindset. Um, and, you know, it's really transformed this this Lakers team into to what it is, um, uh, in some 
uh, in some circles, you know, favorites to win the championship. But um, yeah, I think that uh, it's a luxury that he that he provides. Um, that his defensive skills is a luxury for the Lakers, and um, uh, I'm hoping that he wins it. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, really, it's all about whose defensive presence is more disruptive to an offense, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we could go off of stats alone, but just just look at how many points the Bucks allowed um, per game, 107.5, right? Compare that to the Lakers, it's uh, 106.9. So it's so close, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Like one point difference. <laughs> one point difference. All right. So you 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 obviously can't just rely on the stats. So you gotta. I I wish we had a way to go into the minds of players. You know, as they're dribbling down the court, looking at the defensive set, and saying, "Okay, who do I have to look out for?" Right. 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 So that would be the the greatest measure. If you're Chris Paul, you know, Thunder coming down, and you see the court in front of you. Who, who are you identifying as the greatest threats, right? And uh, Larry Nance had a, had a good quote the other day um, where he's comparing AD and Giannis, and he says, uh, just from, just from play, playing, I feel like I have to be more aware of where AD is on the court. Right. Uh, compared to, to Giannis, who, who is like a sort of a surprise defender, uh, where – you know, as you're as you're dribbling the ball down the court, you lose track of him, and he catches you off guard. But when you when it's AD, right, and when you're facing the Lakers, um, his presence, uh, Nance says, is unmeasurable, right? And it depends what you prefer in the NBA, NBA when you're voting for the defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. No man, um, I really hope that uh, he wins it. I think those are good points. So let's let's go. Come on, come on. Uh, the yeah, AD, 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 AD deserves it. Deserves it. Um, I can't speak right now. But uh, all right, let's let's move on. Um, we're gonna see if we can run through these quickly. Uh, um, Coach of the year. Who do you think? I ah man, a lot of people say Nick Nurse, right, from the Raptors. Uh, you you got. So many He's good, a good candidate. Yeah, you have the Grizzlies, Taylor Jenkins. You got Budenholzer from the Bucks. Um, you even got you know Frank Vogel from the Lakers. Coach and Vogel. Yeah, I'd I'd love to give it to Vogel, but uh, I don't know. I might be rooting for a sort of an underdog here, but I I love Eric Spolstra. Mm, okay. I, I love I love uh, what he's done with the Miami Heat, and I know this is a Lakers podcast. But what he's done with that team, with that revamped team, is is comparable to what Vogel has done, right? You, you're playing two rookies, uh, and you you were absolutely killing it. You got you got Kendrick Nunn and you got uh, Tyler Harrow, and I've never seen a team where you just play two rookies like that. I mean, you you're you're uh, you have uh, Jimmy Butler too, right? You have Bam right. Adebayo, but Bam Adebayo is also a second-year guy. Right. And for them to be doing this well, and or doing that well before their injuries, is is amazing to me. Right. And and I don't think uh, Spolstra gets as much credit 
as he as he's supposed to get because he had those super teams in the Miami Heat with the Chris Bosh and the Dwayne Wade and the LeBron mm. James. And we know what LeBron James brings to the table. But what he's done with this young Heat team is is fantastic. And I think he needs to get the nod for that. You're you're just siding with the Filipino. I see what you did there. <laughs> I get you. I get you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think that, uh, yeah, th- those are good points for him. Um, right. I think that there's also lots of, uh, uh, you know, everyone's been talking about Nick Nurse. And then, of course, Lakers Twitter and Lakers spheres are talking about, uh, you know, Coach Vogel should win it because of what he's done and how he sort of, uh, honestly, he was second choice. Yes. He was second choice yeah, after, yeah. after you know, uh, you know, the Lakers wanted Tyron Lou, remember? And, and before Lou went all diva because the Lakers wanted to have Jason Kidd as assistant coach, which is understandable. But uh, from that moment of signing, from managing these two superstars, team politics and LeBron's influence, from getting the Lakers to being the number one in the West – I think Coach Vogel has exceeded all expectations, and, and he's been amazing. And there's there's no other coach, I think, you know, and this is me being biased, of course, besides <laughs> possibly Nick Nurse, the Raptors coach, who they're second in the East, and they don't have Kawhi or Danny Green. Right. I think that uh, Coach Vogel should be considered, but I, I'm yeah. not sure he'll win because there's – Better candidate that might be better candidates like Nick Nurse out there, and and like what you said, the, the Heat coach. Um, let's let's move on. Let's go to the most improved player. Let's hand this most, out. The most improved player. Um, there's three names that really come into mind. Um, you know, Bam from the Heat, uh, Adebayo. Okay. Um, of course, uh, past Laker uh, Brandon Ingram. Right, right, right. And then uh, maybe some a name that most people don't even think about, uh, Luka Doncic. Yep, yep. Right. So how do you how do you uh, go from? Uh, for me, it's Luka, right? Because no, you right. Right. You go from Rookie of the Year to being top ten, possibly even top five in the league. Right. No, I mean. I mean that's. There's no okay. question that he's top ten. Uh, top five might be reaching it. Um, this is, you know, you have Kawhi, LeBron, AD, um, Harden. What, whoa, 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 wait. Earlier Giannis. you said you don't even recognize Harden. <laughs> As MVP because I don't think he, he, he's, he's much of a, I don't know. Talking about impact here. MVP. I don't know. You're right. Okay. Maybe. Well, I mean, most improved player, right? But but if you look at the numbers, how much has Luca really improved from his past season? Not a lot. He's just doing his thing. He's just, he's just, being, he's just being the wonder kid. But if you want to look at the numbers, I mean, Brandon Ingram would would scare you with the numbers. <laughs> right, right. From his past year with the Lakers to this year? Yeah, absolutely double everything. Just just times two. This is amazing. It's been amazing. Um. I, I, I'm going to go with my former Laker here, Brandon Ingram, but I think that, that Luca might win it. Um, we'll see. I mean, that's two yeah. awards in a row for, for Luca in his career. It's his second year. It's deserved, too. Well-deserved. If, if he wins it, right? Yeah, if he wins it. 
Um, all right, rookie of the year. What do you think? Ooh, man, I really uh, wish I really wish we had more games to make it a little bit more competitive. But um, you're talking about yeah, Zion here. Yeah, I mean, so if Zion had more games, I definitely think he would have had a chance to compete for. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely you know? this year but, for me. Yes, definitely John Morant. Ja, yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. No, yeah, no objection there. That's him. Yeah, I'm, I mean, set eighteen point seven. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even have to wait till the thirtieth. Yeah, we don't even, just just give just that man give, his hardware. Just give it to him. All right, last one, last but not least, sixth man of the year. Sixth man of the year. Can you get huh. back? Can you get back to our former, former. <laughs> Uh, Lou Williams, former Lakers, Lou Williams, current Clipper. Yeah, I mean, we we definitely could uh, could give it to him, um, but you gotta you gotta throw uh, you gotta throw Dennis Schroeder in the mix there, in the right. Thunder. But, well, right. That's true, but I don't think he's like I don't know impact wise. I think. I think uh, um, I don't think he, he he would compare really well with again with uh, with Lou Williams. With with six six men, I mean, let's let's think about it a little bit, right? So if you if you look at the the Clippers lineup with Lou Williams, there's another six man candidate in that lineup. You got Montrez Harrell. So if you really if you really look at it, the the Clippers are stacked. You could throw Montrez Harrell and you'll have the same production as Lou Williams. But if you're looking for just a one sixth man of the year, Dennis Schroeder is it. Hmm. You know, just think about that for a second. No, I will. I will. Um, maybe this one we, we won't be able to hand out because, uh, you know, maybe there's too many candidates here. I mean, even even the likes of Dwight Howard was mentioned. Yes, we could. Is yes. being considered. I mean, look at me. look look at <laughs> Dwight Howard, man. One of his best years as a player. Um, since probably since Orlando, since he was was in Orlando. I mean, he had it that stretch with Houston, but uh, uh, they didn't really like him there, <laughs> um, and he didn't really fit with the with the program there. Um, I think that. Uh, the Dwight coming off the bench has been key to the Lakers' success this season. Absolutely, I mentioned, I mentioned it before in the podcast where he was still just trying to decide whether he's going to go, uh, you know, play for the Lakers in the restarted season, and the 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 impact that would have on the Lakers. I, I you know, you can argue that Dwight is the best reserve center in the NBA. Yeah, definitely. I think Dwight. Uh, fills that role really well, uh, surprisingly right. enough, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy that we're going to talk about Dwight like this. The year before, we we're like, nah, dude, this guy. You know, we, we all hated him. Well, not hated. That's too strong of a word. Maybe we just despised him. Is that a lesser word than hate for leaving? The I don't Lakers? know. I think that might have been worse. <laughs> or was it? Right. It might have been disliked. worse. Disliked. There you go. That's better. Yeah. Uh, no, man, he's averaging 7.5 points, 73 field goal percentage, um, 7.4 rebounds, 1.2 blocks. Just imagine if he's playing starter minutes, dude. 
<laughs> yeah, it's the one thing we can't take away from the guys in our team right now is how well they've adapted to the roles that have been given to them. Right. No. Right. And I think the, that's. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, w- I was just gonna say it's it's credit due to them and credit due to the to the coaching staff. That's what I was Maybe. gonna say. Right. Right. Yeah. That's why. That's why Frank Vogel, coach of the year. Manage those 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 egos, those politics, influence from LeBron. Got everyone to 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 buckle down and and, and uh, um, focus on their roles and commit to it. Definitely, I'm excited. We have a possible chance to win the championship here. Um, but uh, let's let's sort of uh, um, change the subject here and. Um, talk a little bit about these upcoming scrimmage games um, and get uh, our listeners ready for them. Uh, what do you expect here coming? We're, um, we're going to play the Magic this yeah. uh, this weekend and then the Wizards next early next week before the Clippers, before we play the Clippers opening night on Thursday. Right. So I, I kind of expect the same thing to happen. Uh, right. with the Mavericks and that's to test out uh, all these different lineups uh, mm-hmm. actually get the offensive sets right the de- and then get the defensive locked in to what uh, Frank Vogel is trying to achieve right. and uh, that's going to come down right to uh, LeBron James AD setting the tone in the first first half first quarter and uh, you know, giving those those bench players, those second team, third team guys, a chance to kind of adapt to that same to that same mindset. But I I don't necessarily expect wins in the scrimmage games. No, no. But but I do expect a lot of lineup changes. Uh, some of these guys getting in rhythm. Maybe see more of Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith, Kyle right. Kuzma, right, right. Uh, in those unorthodox um, lineups. Um, Maybe maybe even see like a three center set, a four forward type lineup with uh, right. Frank Vogel and uh, see Houston where we line up. <laughs> you have some sort of crazy, you know, waiters, LeBron, uh, you know, Kuzma, AD, Dwight type of weird lineup. Right. Uh, right. And there's really a lot of options, and it's an exciting time for Lakers basketball. Right. And just imagine that. Look, look, look at this lineup. Just thinking about it, Dion Waiters. Danny Green, LeBron James. I guess I guess let's put Kuzma at the three. LeBron James at the four. AD at the five. Yeah, that's a scary, <laughs> scary thought. Um, you know, a lot of spot up shooting. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of horn know, sets that you're gonna run there. Yeah, the defensive presence itself is kind of scary. But uh, you know, the the LA battle on the thirty first is gonna be a great one to see. Yeah. Um you know, of course, we know about the Clippers, how deep they are, and the the potential for them too to win their a championship there. Um, but you know, this is Laker town, this is a Laker city, so That's we're right. gonna we're gonna have to represent here, um, and represent strong because uh, Paul George, Ka- Kawhi Leonard is no joke. And then uh, with the second team of you know, we talked about it, right? Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams. Uh, that's going to be a, a tough matchup for us, but a matchup that I think our guys could uh, uh, revel in and, and get motivated and 
get squared away for this playoff run. Right. No, I, I agree. I think, I think uh, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm just excited for, uh, for Lakers basketball to be back, to watch these scrimmage games, to see the coaching staff sort of t- tinker with the rotations and, and see players, you know, give some opportunities for the players to, to have some minutes. And um, uh, we'll see. I'm sure that uh, closer to the, maybe in the third scrimmage game here, we'll, we'll see more of a, a, a rotation-based uh, approach, but maybe not. Maybe they'll save that for the Clippers. But, um, but yeah, you know. But I, I, think, uh, I think that does it for today uh, for us. Make sure you guys uh, follow us at, uh, on Twitter at hashtag LakerPod. Uh, also follow us and subscribe. And give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we'd appreciate the follow and the reviews. It'll help us continue to do what we're doing. We're also on Instagram at Lakers Daily Scoop, where you'll find the latest news, videos, and much more all about the Lakers. Don't remember, don't forget, uh, Dwight Howard follows us. <laughs> uh, name drop. <laughs> with that said, <laughs> uh, with that said, though, have love have you, great- Dwight. Yep, love you, dude. <laughs> have, have a great day, guys. Root for the Lakers, and we'll see you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.